What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another live with AJ Lou and Marquise Brayton for the journey. Thank you for being with us today. We are excited to be talking to you today again for another accountability live, which we do each and every week. And so we're so glad that you're joining us today. As you come into the space, go ahead, let us know who you are, where you're tuning in from, and join the conversation. Join the conversation. Put your comments in the comment section. Ask questions as we go throughout today's live. We are starting just a little bit late, but better late than never. What's up, AJ? What's going on, Marquis? How you? How you doing, man? How was your weekend? Everything's pretty good. Everything was good. Weekend was good and hot, but it was a good weekend. Yes, sir. How about you? Uh, same. Pretty good weekend. You know, just had some a lot of stuff going on and you know it's football season officially so i had uh two days last okay. week so uh waking up at 4 a.m was a little rough but you know you gotta do what you gotta do gotta do what you gotta do awesome 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 well i'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself to those who may be joining for the very first time those who'll be watching the replay let them know who you are and then i'll come in right after you all right, so my name is uh, Coach A.J. Lou. I'm here in Las Vegas, Nevada, and kind of like I just said, I'm a high school football coach, and that is my passion, and I have uh, been helping small business owners and entrepreneurs to set up their systems to attract customers online for the last three years or so now, and uh, yeah, that's what I do. I'm obsessed with persuasion. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And I am Marquise Brayton, your brand maximizer, helping uh, professionals to maximize and monetize their personal brand so that they shift from being the best kept secret to known and paid for their expertise. We truly believe in allowing you or helping you to leverage your expertise, leverage your personal brand, leverage your skills so that it might impact your income and your lifestyle. And we do that through our brand maximization method called shift. Shift is what you need if you're ready to maximize your personal brand so that it can influence and impact your income and your lifestyle. So thank you for joining and we appreciate you uh, participating in today's conversation. So this week, AJ chose the topic. So we're going to let him introduce the topic and tell us why he decided to have us talk about this particular topic. Absolutely. So um, today or this week's topic is how business is like dating. And the reason I chose that topic is because it's something that you would think is obvious. You know, when you look at it, it's like, okay, what are you doing? You're getting someone to say yes, right? You're, you're, you're trying to attract someone and then get them to say yes to the, whatever the request is. And I think a lot of times we think in business that it's, it's like, uh, its own thing. Like, oh, this is business. But in the end, at the end of the day, it's all human to human, right? The only person that's going to give you money is another human being. And so that person, there's an attraction process that goes there and it might not be, it's not sexual attraction, but it's, it's still attraction that has to be there in order for you to get someone to say yes to your offer. Hmm. And so that's, that's why I brought the topic up and uh, wanted to discuss it this week. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, you're right. You know, business is all about relationship building at the end of the day, right? Yeah. And exactly. without the relationship, without the client without the customer ultimately you have no business yep and a part of the whole idea of business and getting clients is the whole idea of customer uh courting i would like to say customer courting yep. so so talk a little bit about um talk a little bit about how how do you ultimately court your clients or court your customers so that the, you can ultimately close the deal at the end of the day yeah so I, I think it's i think it's if we really just break it down and look at it the processes are the same and what i mean by that is um you know for for my business i almost make it a staple of i have i have to attract customers i, I don't chase customers mm. You know what I mean? And 
Um, what I mean by that is I did the cold calling thing. I did all, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I've gone to a point where I can do that. I've done it professionally, done very well at it, but I don't like being the, the, uh, I don't like being in that position of like, please, please do business. Hey, I'm so, Hey, you know, so that's just not a position I like being in. Mm -hmm. So I decided to study attraction and that's really what attracted me to marketing. Um, but I mean, like, like I said, if we really bring it into like practical means, okay. So you, you know, uh, you see someone that you think, you know, you're attracted to and what does that process look like from start to finish? You know, unless they finish is you guys get married. Right. And what does that process, that whole process look like? And you look at like the different steps, right? First, you got to get their attention and have a open up dialogue. And then you would go on your first date, right? And then you would move to the next steps and the next steps. And eventually, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend or, you know, depending on whatever. And then you go to the next phase, which is being engaged. And then the last phase, which is getting married. And you have all these phases in between, right? And if you look at your business in that same way, especially as a service provider, you know, um, if you look at your business in the same as the same way, then you can kind of realize like, oh, I'm trying to get married right now and I haven't even done, you know what I mean? This person's way back here. And, and that's why people get so annoyed when, you know, you get DMS in your, in your messenger and they're like, Hey, I have this great CBD video. You should check it out. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I have a great opportunity. Da, 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 da. They never even asked you if you're, Hey, are you looking for new opportunity? You know what I mean? Like yeah. they try to jump steps. So that's, that's like the reverse engineering of it, I guess. Yeah, I like that first part that you uh, talked about, and that is you don't go get clients per se, but you should be attracting clients. Yeah. You shouldn't be chasing clients, attracting clients. And at the end of the day, you attract, and this might, this might cause a little controversy, but some people uh, get it and some people don't, but you attract who you are. Exactly. So if you keep attracting people who want to nickel and dime you, you got to stop and ask yourself, what energy am I putting off? Or who is it that I am that continuously attracts the people who want to nickel and dime? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. It's rough. But I had to ask my own self that question, you know. How do I begin to attract the people who value what I have and they're willing to exchange their heart on money for the value that I bring without, without the conversation of whether or not it's too much, it's too high, it's too expensive, but yet they're, they're willing or they're ready. I think, um, one of, the, one of the speakers talked about it at the ClickFunnels conference about people wanting to pull out their credit card to pay for mm-hmm. your service, right? Exactly. Yep. Yep. I was, I was watching um, Gary Halbert, who is a, he's not alive anymore, but he was a copywriter. He's, he's known, you know, <clears throat> you know, around the marketing circles is one of the best copywriters of all time and all that kind of stuff. And I was watching a seminar he did, and one of the things he said is, he said, if you wanna chase people uphill, that's on you. He's like, I'm looking for the easiest, most sure bet that I can get. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. uh, when, and he's talking about attracting customers. So, you know, I think a lot of people, a lot of times in business, we try to go after, you know, like, you're, you know, you're, you're just, you know, starting out or, you know, whatever, whatever's going on in your business and you're trying to go get Apple as your customer. You know what I mean? It's like, or you're trying to go date, you know, Halle Berry or something like that. It's like, Hey man, you know, get your, you know, get some results, get some, (laughs) you know, but I think people just kind of jump to the, jump to the far end of the, the circuit sometimes and, and miss a lot of, you know, opportunities on along the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those of you just joining, we're we're having a conversation about the similarities between business and dating. And I want to appreciate 
uh, or thank you for joining us. Let me give a few shout outs to Kevin McKenzie, Sherry Matthews, Bradley, Alan, JJ Jones, Marvin, Kathy, uh, Jersey Peach. Jersey Peach says that both are numbers games, both dating and business are numbers game. What do you say about that? I think, I think there's truth to that. And I think there's, um, I can, I can kind of go against that a little bit in terms of, I think there's truth in that in terms of, yes, it's a numbers game, but I think you can reduce the number that you have to go after by knowing who you want. Hmm. You know what I mean? And so I think a lot of us approach dating like we approach business. Oh, this person was pretty cool. Maybe we, maybe, you know, maybe we should go on a date. Oh, that person was pretty cool. Maybe we should go on a date instead of saying like, hmm. This is exactly who I want. This is exactly the values that they have, the things they believe in, the things they're for, the things they're against, what what they care about, what they don't care about, you know, and all those. Because the more you narrow that market, you it's still mm. some numbers in that market, but now you're you're not you're not um, fishing in a, in such a huge pond, you know. Uh, Natasha DJ says this is an interesting topic. And so let's let's uh, talk about the similarities real quickly as uh, a step by step process. Let's let's talk about, OK, well, what are the practical steps of dating? And, and we're not just talking about these frivolous meetings that we might have with individuals. But, you know, this is somebody who we found interest in and we ultimately want a true relationship with. So step number one is what as a similarity between business and dating? What would you say? Now, let's keep in mind, AJ and I have about a 10-year, maybe a nine-year difference in age. So what AJ may see as the process of dating and business, I might see a little bit differently or we might see the same thing. So we'll see. So step number one for you. So step number one is capture your attention, right? Mm. If if you never talk to the person, if you never have their attention, you can never go past that, right? Past just looking at them and being, oh, that would be, that would would be nice. You know what I mean? Right, right. So step number one. Good, good. So I would say the same thing. You want to capture attention. However, most often than not, capturing attention uh, might be sometimes not even opening your mouth first. Uh, I want to say capturing capturing attention could be that you step out of your house, putting your best foot forward, wanting to be seen. So, you know, I I may be going to a social event or some type of uh, uh, social club or what have you. I'm not going to show up just in anything. You know, I, I want to put on my best because I know that I'm I'm in the business of trying to attract the right person. So I'm going to, I'm going to be suited and booted, you know, wherever it is that I'm going, because I know I'm single and available and looking for the right person, right. Or wanting to attract the right person because we're not looking right. We're wanting to attract the right person. And so what does that mean in business? That means that, you know, to the best of your ability, you want to start creating an attractive brand or attractive business that captures people's attention so that they can ask, oh, what is that business about? Mm-hmm. Or so that they say, oh, I've never seen him before. I've never seen her before. She looks nice. She's pretty. He's handsome. This, that, and the other. So, you know, you want to make sure that your your business idea is attractive. Exactly. You know, and then you want to start putting together the aesthetics to the business idea as it's uh, uh, to be attractive as well. So I would say that first step is, is, you know, not being perfect, but how can you make an attractive before you even have to open your mouth to make mm-hmm. people interested and in kind of wanting to know a little bit more about you? I always like to say that about myself. I, I believe that I have um, the gift of presence. And I used to talk about, I used to pray that I wanted to be able to enter a room without opening my mouth to change the atmosphere. I love that. I used, I I actually, that used to be a prayer that I wanted to be able to step in a room and the atmosphere changed just because I was there. Mm -hmm. Now, some may say that's arrogant. Some may say that's bold, this, that, and the other. But it, it was just a level of confidence that I had that I wanted to be an attractive person that captured people's attention that want that would make them want to know, well, who is that? Mm -hmm. Something different about him. 
Uh, AJ Jones says, as a business owner, I truly believe that you attract who you are. We just talked about that, uh, AJ. Uh, you must set a standard and stick with it. I had to learn how to find my market and be sure to attract those clients, just like dating. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Darlene Turner says, hello, great topic. So true. And as a business owner of 16 years myself, uh, Minister Marquise Brayton, she knows me from ministry i agree with mr aj lou it's a process so you have to build a business just like a relationship you won't be in business long without great customer service and you have to determine your target market in dating you don't let everyone in your yard all right that's That's good in dating you don't let everyone in your yard in business we said it before if you're trying to serve everybody you ultimately serve nobody that's good all right so step number one we said you want to be attractive you want to uh uh, call some level of attention to your business step number two that is similar between dating and business we want to thank everyone for joining we'll give some shout outs here again in a few minutes go ahead step number two so in my mind step number two is qualifying and when you say it you know say it in that way it kind of seems like you know, but but qualifying what I would say is making sure that it's the it's a good fit. You know what I mean? Like so in dating, if that's you know you guys have similar interests or chemistry or you know whatever that looks like for whatever your standards are. But in business, it's like hey, you know, are you the right kind of customer for what I can deliver to you? You know, are you you know like if I'm selling um, if I'm selling Ferraris. Uh, I'm not looking for a budget shopper. You know what I mean? That's not my ideal customer. So it's the same thing if um, if my service is the premium high end service, I'm not necessarily looking for the person that's looking to get, you know, spend the least amount of money or vice versa. Maybe I'm the budget leader and, you know, if someone's looking for the most expensive, you know, this thing, that's not me. I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to give you the best bang for your buck. But under, like you got to go through that qualifying question. So you guys are mm-hmm. on the same page. So that would be my step number two is qualifying. So good. So I, I like I like qualifying. And so from attraction, we get to qualify now through conversation. Now I've attracted you. Now you want to get into my space. Now you want to learn more about well, who's that handsome guy in the room? Who's that nice looking woman in the room? Let me let me go over and engage in conversation. And that conversation should help you to uh, begin to qualify and what I would like to say is, is that in that conversation, you, you get, get an opportunity to share who it is that you are, what it is that you're about, and how you ultimately show up in the world. And then you get to ask the question, do you know anybody interested in that? Or are you interested in that? Yep. Yep, exactly. See, see even, even in dating... Right. Sometimes we don't even we don't even attempt to try to qualify before we waste time <laughs> going on the date. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I would agree. You, some of us could have probably saved ourselves from a whole lot of headache if we just tried to qualify first before <laughs> you, you we know, actually went out. Right. You know, what's funny about that is I think it's the same fear uh, in qualifying as in dating. And it's that you'll lose the sale, you know, like mm. salespeople will skip over critical questions because they don't want this potential customer to be disqualified. So now they have to go somewhere. And I think the same thing happens in dating is probably, you know, people probably don't ask certain questions so that the opportunity stays open, even though those critical questions are like, you know, critical. Right. So I think, I think, that there's a similarity there also. And so a part of, and, and I'll just share a little bit about my own business as it relates to relationships. Part of that qualifying, after we have that conversation, for me to further qualify means that I, I do my best to get them on a discovery call. So I try to move them from that instant conversation to a more in-depth conversation to qualify a little bit more. Because what happens is now the discovery call helps me to ask the right questions so that I can get the right 
um, responses back or the right feedback to know whether or not we're a good fit. And so how does that relate to dating? So to further qualify, if I get or gather enough information from the instant conversation, I may ask you out for further information. I may ask you out to a more intimate opportunity so that we can learn just a little bit more. And and, and here's, here's the investment. If I'm asking you out to learn a little bit more, that means that now I am saying that I'm willing to invest in a dinner or a lunch to learn more. Well, what's the investment in business? I'm willing to invest 30 minutes, 40 minutes of my time to learn a little bit more to see if we're going to be a good fit to move further. Yep. Or you get to see if we're going to be a good fit to move further. This is actually a pretty good conversation. Anyway. <laughs> so qualify, qualifying. So we move from attraction to qualification, which means conversation, communication, engagement. Uh, step number three in the similarities between relationships and business or uh, yeah, dating and business. Yep. So step number three in my mind is discovering needs and wants. Mm. And so this person is qualified. This, you know, this potential customer is qualified. Okay. So just cause they're qualified doesn't mean that it's going to be, it still doesn't mean it's going to be a great fit yet. Now you got to understand their needs, their wants, uh, you know, their values, the things that are going to really make the difference <clears throat> for them to make a decision. Uh, so that way you can also make a decision. And I think this is a, another thing that happens in business is we might ask the qualifying questions, but then we don't, we don't find out, you know, what's, what does a positive experience look like for the customer? You know what I mean? Right. And in dating, it's probably more along what, do, what are the intentions of this outcome? You know, mm -hmm. am I looking for someone to get married to? Am I looking for someone to, you know, to do whatever, like whatever that looks like for each person? I think those those and that can be, you know, kind of man. It, I'm not saying that all has to happen. Mm -hmm. Same thing with with sales. Right. It doesn't have to happen all in one day. It can be you guys go out a couple of times. You you know, you talk to a person, you know, a couple of times on the phone or via email or whatever. And you're kind of, you know, going through and, and filling each other out. So I think that can happen in 10 minutes or it can happen in a year, you know. Right, right, right. I mean, and, and hey, and we can and we can keep it real, you know. And and you're right, right. So now I want to I want to understand what what are your needs and your wants. What are your desires? Like, am I talking to somebody who just wants a one night stand, or am I talking to somebody who wants to really develop a relationship to move forward? Because everybody's needs and wants are different. And sometimes we don't spend enough time trying to identify what those needs and wants are or what those desires are. And then we end up spending a lot of time with somebody who never really had a desire to do business with you in the first place or who never really had a desire to be in a uh, committed relationship with you in the first place. But you didn't spend enough time trying to learn, OK, well, what are their desires? What they what do they really want? Because some people just want as much free value and content as that you can give them they never intended for to to invest in the program or product or service yep they just want to see how much information you give me until you get to the point where you want to offer something yep. right and then you want you know and knowing what their needs and wants are helps you to decide whether or not what you have to offer even fits exactly yep because what I have to offer may not even fit the needs and wants after you fill out that discovery uh, session questionnaire. I can determine right then and there whether or not we even need to have a conversation mm -hmm. because I have put the questions in place to help me determine whether or not I really need to do the call or we, we could we need to go a little bit further in depth because I do have a program that addresses some of the pain points that you say that you have. Yeah. It's, um, I went to a event a couple of years back and, uh, it was this guy who's a coach and he, he closed like $600,000 in a, in a three day seminar in his three day, um, 
meeting. But one of the things that he said that stuck out was how it starts is how it finishes. Mm. How it starts is how it finishes. And I really didn't understand what he meant by that. But now, you know, that was still, I think that was like my first year in business. I went to that. And now it's been like three years. And if I look back at most of my clients, it, it, it it's literally like that. You know, the ones that like jumped on really quick and were like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, they left really quick. You know, they were like, oh, you know, the ones that kind of waited and, you know, uh, took, their, took their time and thought about things. Towards the end, it was kind of the same thing. And I start, I start, you start noticing patterns, you know what I mean? And, and uh, I, I truly believe that how it starts is how it finishes. And I think that's a lot of times in, you know, uh, in dating or in, you know, like you see these people that go get married after a weekend in Vegas and then, you know, two weeks later they're divorced, you know, and it's like, you know, it was like, I think that stuff happens, you know, not saying that there can't be a ride in between, but how it starts is how it finishes. How it starts is how it's finished. It reminds me of my Angelou Court uh, quote that says that when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. Yeah, yeah. It's like if, if someone left their previous service provider to go to you because of price, well, when the next person comes to them and offers them a better price, what do you think they're going to do? You yeah. know what I mean? It's That's good, that's good. Jersey Peach says, does it really matter if the button on my page says schedule a discovery session or schedule a conversation? Which one do you like more? It is a tutoring business. I, I think there's um, I think there's value in naming it something. Um, mm. I do think there's value in that. But I also think at the same time, it really depends on your audience. You know what I mean? Like, um, like calling things a consultation is, is like, I'm going to sell you something. Whereas conversation is much more friendly, much more open. Um, I use discovery call. I know Markeith uses discovery call. And I think discovery call is, is, is good because it kind of is like, Hey, we're going to discover, you know, this isn't, this isn't necessarily a sales call. This is a discovery call to see if like we're talking about, see if it's a good fit. So I, I like discovery call, but like mm -hmm. I said, it does depend on your audience and, you know, if there's certain, you know, um, like connections that people would make, you know, so for tutoring, I think discovery call is great. Yeah. I like, I like discovery call as well. Mm -hmm. Darlene Turner says qualifying is so important with business and dating. So you don't waste your time and other people's time because time is precious and we can never get it back as a professional baker and caterer. My prices are twice as much as Sam's, Kroger, and Walmart cakes. So my clients are those people that don't mind paying for quality, just like grandma used to make, regarding homemade cakes, catering services, and more. Awesome, awesome. All right, so we've got attraction. We've got uh, qualification. Or is that number three? No, uh, number... No. Yep, number two. Number two was qualification. Number three was... Identify the needs and the wants. Yep. All right. Number four. Is there a fourth one or? Yeah, I think number four is uh, make your offer. Mm. Make your offer, whatever that looks like, you know. That's good. That's good. So now that now that we've gotten to the point of qualifying, we know what their needs and wants are. We've attracted them. Now it's time to make the offer. Now it's time to ask the question. Now it's time to say, hey, do you want to be serious or are we just playing around here? Yep, exactly. Yep. Straight to the point. Do you want to be serious or are we just playing around here? Yep. Now, in business, that, that could mean that you have identified within your programming. So let me speak for my business. There are only three tiers to my business. There are only three places, three slots that I would put clients. So that means that from the discovery call, from the qualification, I should be identifying what's the best offer for this particular client in my business. Yep. Even as it pertains to dating, you've qualified them, you've, you've, you've engaged, you've identified their wants and needs, now you need to make the offer. 
Now, here it is with dating that's similar to business. The offer could be, you know, I think we would make really good friends. Yep. <laughs> or I think I'd like to take this a little bit further and be a little bit more serious with you. Be a little bit more committed to you. Be a little, be, be, um, um, exclusive with you. Exclusive. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's the next step. That way we, that way now we don't waste any more time. Now, now you're clear on, ah, uh, I think just a friendship is going to work here. Right. In business, you're clear on, well, my offer to you that I think will really meet your needs is, you know, offer number one, because offer number one, based on what your pain points and your challenges are, solves those problems through this 12 week program that I have, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yep. So now it's time to make the offer and you can't be afraid of the response to the offer. Yep. You just your only responsibility is to make the offer. And then be quiet. Yep. Make the offer. Those of you who are watching, you know, share your share your similarities between uh, business and dating, and and see if they line up with what AJ and I are talking about. You know, we're on step number four. Make the offer. It's real simple. That that step is real simple. It's either. You know, you make the offer or you don't make the offer or or when you make the offer, you get a yes or you get a no. Now, in making the offer, there is an in-between and that is that they may come back to you with reasons why they may not do it. How do you combat that? Or reasons why they can't do it? Yeah. So that actually brings me to step number five, which is overcoming objections. Overcoming objections. Good. Yep. And, um, you know, obviously in business, it's probably a little bit easier, although I'm sure in dating it's probably similar. But there are probably there's only a certain number of objections that ever can come up, especially if you qualified, you found out a person's needs and wants. Mm -hmm. Right. And you attracted the right person. Well, then the, the, the number of objections really limits, right? Because, you know, you, you did your work before. So now you, you need to know what those objections are before they come up. And you need to know um, how you can overcome those, right? So, and then I'm sure in dating, it might be something like someone's like, oh, I'm focusing on my career or um, I just got out of a relationship and this is going on or, you know, whatever those whatever those things look like. Whereas in business, it's, oh, I don't know if I have enough time. Oh, I don't know if I can afford it. It's not in my budget. You know, there's only certain things. Oh, I got to talk to my husband or wife. I got to, you know, whatever, whatever those things look like. Um, there's only a certain number of them. And if we can come prepared with how to overcome those objections, uh, then we have a much more likelihood of closing the sale. Now, over overcoming objections is not begging, is it? Not at all. I, you know, what's funny is, uh, I've seen, you know, I've been in sales, uh, since I graduated college. So I've been in, I've been selling since my whole career. My, my only job has ever been selling stuff. And, um, I've seen salespeople do the worst things like get mad at a customer when they bring up an objection, like a customer might say, Oh, you know, I, I, I think it's cost too much. And you'll literally see the salesperson go like, what do you mean it costs too much? Like, can't you see da, 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 da. that is the absolute worst way to go about it? You know, because that's begging. You know what I mean? I, like at the end of the day, that's like the little two year old kid that you told him he can't have any more Snickers bars. So instead of, you know, putting the Snickers away, he's like, I, why can't I have it? Why, you know, you let Tommy have it. That, that's like that's that in adult behavior. And so I think the, the way to handle objection, objections and I mean, there's, there's obviously like techniques and everything else you can do for it, but the overarching way is to understand why people believe that objection is real to them and then help them to come to the conclusion themselves that that's not truly a hurdle. Hmm. And it's that whole thing where if I say it, you can choose to believe it or not, but if you say it, uh, then 
then it's real, right? So instead of me, you know, if you told me it costs too much, I can say, I can, instead of just saying, oh, well, this is why it doesn't cost too much, yada, 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 I can say, I, I can appreciate that. Um, can you tell me why you believe it costs too much? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I make this much and, and, you know, and I try to do this and, you know, I think that if I spend that much on this, then, it, you know, I wouldn't be able to do X, Y, Z. Okay, I, I understand that. So let me ask you this. If, if, if we, is, besides price, like besides it costing too much, is there anything else that would keep you from wanting to move forward? No, that's it. I mean, I could do this and if we could do that, then, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go. Okay, so if we can do that, nothing else will keep you from moving forward. Like that's the only thing holding you back. That's the only thing holding me back. Okay, cool. So maybe we work out this payment plan and if I can get you where you do this today and then the rest we do over this, uh, you ready to go? I'm ready to go. Boom. You know what I mean? And it's like it's such an easier route to find out what the story going on in their head is versus trying to spew and tell people why they're wrong. You know, so it's not begging. Overcoming objections. We got a, a question that's that's on the dating side. She's Natasha DG says, she says, how do men overcome objections in dating? What are the typical ways guys are creative these days? <laughs> you know, the first thing that came to mind for me, Natasha, I remember uh, a friend of mine who uh, was interested in this young lady who at the time was not interested in her in, in him, right? But he kept telling me that was going to be his wife. That was going to be his wife. But she kept telling him she wasn't interested. Um, and I don't know how creative this is, but Natasha, he overcame the objection through his persistency. Yeah. He overcame the objection through his persistency. He he stayed in front of her and 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 literally just told her what it was that he wanted. And apparently he made it so compelling that they're married today with three kids. And he, he probably had to increase the value of the offer every time. And he had to stay stay in front of her, but without being annoying, right? Because, right. you know, he, he didn't get himself blocked and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm sure as he was moving through that process, he was, you know, he was respectful about it. You know, he was tell, stating his intentions, but he wasn't, you know, like there's a, I think it's persistence, but the right kind of persistence. It's the follow-up. That's the follow-up. That's good, right? Yeah. yeah. And and another thing I think about is motivation, right? So, Mm. you know, obviously us as human beings, we're motivated by money because we got to earn it to to live in this economy, live, you know, to have a place to live and everything else. But there is no motivation like sexual attraction. You know Mm. what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. they write about it in, you know, in Think and Grow Rich. Right, right, right. He talks about it and talks about, you know, most men don't succeed until after the age of 40 because they're, they're, that sex drive kind of uh, starts to transition a little bit and things like that. And I, and so when you talk, Natasha, when you talk about people being creative around that, I think there's no, no other thing or people more creative than in, the, in that realm of, right, you know, right. of life. And, and, I, and I still think at the end of the day, through that motivation is what, cons- what, what inspires or gives passion to the persistence. So persistence could mean that, you know, you all dated for a little while, came to the conclusion that you really didn't like him. But in in dating, he, he learned where you worked. And so every Monday, he sent you flowers every Monday to your job, right? Yeah. He learned other little things about you, which where at first you were like you weren't attracted but now you see how much he paid attention to you that he's always doing these little things that speak to who you are. Cause when AJ was talking about, you know, you get to learn about people's story and that's how you overcome objections. Because I think many women, if not all women love the fact that you paid attention to them enough to know some of the intimate details about who they are. And then you're able to meet those needs to those intimate details. Yeah. You know, I, I think about Grant Cardone, who talks about his wife was the best sales job he ever did. And he said he called her every week for a year. And what got him a date with her is he found out she loved shooting. She loved mm. uh, she was like a skeet shooter. 
And so he called, he booked a, booked a session at like the best skeet shooting place in California or something like that. And he calls her and he's like, Hey, he left her a message cause she never answered. And he's like, Hey, I got us uh, a booking for two at this place. Give me a call back and let me know if you can make it. And that was the first time she ever called him back cause he found the right hook. And I think, I think in business and in dating, it's about finding that hook because people don't buy for our reasons. They buy for their reasons. So mm-hmm. someone's not going to say yes to you, yes to going out with you or whatever for your reasons. They're going to say it for their reasons. So you got to find out what their reasons are. And you, you got to make it attractive. I mean, right now is a is is proof to the pudding that we've not had this much engagement in a while. But the hook was we 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 changed it. We put the title. Even though we're here to talk about business, we just said uh, AJ came up with the idea of what's the similarities between business and dating. And look, we got comments and we got hearts and we got likes and engagement because the hook dating and business. Maybe it needs to be a book. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe we need to co-author a book, AJ, on dating and business. That'd be good. And marketing, right? Exactly. All right, so we got our five steps. We got attraction, qualification, identifying wants and needs, making the offer. Is there and number five is overcoming objections. Is there any more? Yep, oh yeah, there's say. one more. It's gotta be one more. Yeah, I would say there's two more. There's two more, say. okay. What's number six? Closing the deal. Closing the deal. Closing the deal. All right, go ahead. Explain a little bit more. I know we, we're on short time, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, obviously closing the deal in business is when value exchanges hands. So that means they give you money and you provide service or you provide whatever your offer was. And in dating, that could be you say I do. That could mean whatever that means, you know, for different people, right? Different right. states. But uh, yeah, there's a, there's a certain outcome that people are looking for, and when that outcome is achieved, the value exchanges happens. That's when the deal is closed. But I don't think that's the last step. Yeah. So closing the deal, closing the deal is is self-explanatory. Yeah. Closing the deal. Uh, Darlene says persistence is good in dating and business, but you can't be overly persistent because that can ru- run people off. So we must be able to read people and find that balance. I learned from personal experience in business. And then Natasha says, yes, it's true. We love love when men find our intimate details. Yep. Clients do too, right? So it's something that you could do uh, for a potential client in your a discovery session. You may learn when their birthday is. And you might learn when uh when something is going on and and send them a card or send them something for the event or if you didn't close the deal the first time and you have a good follow-up system you may send something to them to remind them that you're still there and that the offer is still available to stay top of mind right mm-hmm. you know what's funny just to, on a side note is that and this just came to me it's probably never been easier to find out those intimate details than it is right now in 2015. Mm. Cause you can go to someone's, you know, Instagram account. This is business or, or personal, right? You can go to someone's Instagram account and go scroll through. And I promise you, if you look at enough people, if you looked at through, you know, someone's stuff or a business's stuff or this business owner stuff enough, you will find little things that they hinted at. You know, maybe it's the picture of them at the Dodger games and they're like, oh, you know, I love, you know, love Dodgers, da, 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 right? That's that intimate detail that most people might not even pay attention to. Or maybe it's something where they they went on like a personal uh, venting session and they just expressed themselves and talked about some of their beliefs and ideologies and things like that. And I don't think it's ever been easier in the history of humanity to find out those intimate details about people for whatever purpose. So somebody type these in the comments so that those who will be watching the replay will capture these. We got one more, but let's go through them real quick. And if somebody would just type these in the comments so that those who are watching the replay can capture this. And then also share this out with anybody who you believe will find great interest in 
uh, this conversation. So number one was attraction, right? Number one is uh, how will you attract the client? Number two was then you want to qualify the potential client. Is that right? Number two is qualify. Number three, identify wants and needs. Number four, make the offer. Yep, make the offer. Make the offer. Number five, overcome the objection. Yep. Number six was, remind me number six. Close the deal. Close the deal. Yep. And then number seven, the last one, seven, the number of completion. The number of completion. Number seven. Number seven, follow through and follow up. Mm. And what I mean by follow through and follow up is uh, in business, you you close the deal. The sale is not over, right? Mm. Because as soon as they say yes, there's all these other things that come up. You know what I mean? And it's the internal fears, the external fears, the the, did I make the right decision? Is this really the, so just cause you got the deal doesn't mean that you're good. You know, I, I remember when I was a kid, uh, a friend of mine, one of my best friends at the time went and he was only 17 or no, he had just turned 18 and he went and bought a car, like a $35,000 car because mm. inheritance money from his, uh, from his father that passed. And you know, this sales guy thought he was in, he was, you know, he's like Italian, he was talking slick and he was, you know, do, doing some funny stuff. He got my friend to sign the paperwork and all that stuff. My friend drives it home to his, his, uh, his, uh, godparents house. And the next day they brought that car right back and said, no, that cussed the sales guy out and all that got, you know, him out of the contract and everything. Um, and so I think, you know, just because you got the yes doesn't always mean that it's going to be smooth sailing. You got to you got to have that follow through and the follow up, follow through and follow up. I recently had had that as well, where you close the deal, but then there's some a few little other steps to to really close the deal. Right. You know, and after I got the yes, then you send out the 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 first for the first payment and a few days went by and there was no payment right <laughs> right because to me the deal is not closed until the payment is made exactly yep and yep. then the follow through after the payment is being made is that whatever was in the agreement or the contract i need to immediately start fulfilling that yeah welcome letter you know, welcome email. Uh, if there's a, a package they're supposed to uh, receive, you know, whatever was in that contract, I need to follow it and follow through on it and follow up on it. And if they don't necessarily get back to you immediately, follow up with them and say, hey, did you get the email that I, I sent to you requesting this or that? You got to yep. follow through. So number seven, follow up and follow through. Uh, Darlene says, also, going above and beyond and follow up is so important in dating and business. You have to be better than your competitors because why should they choose you? Why should they choose you? So those were the seven, the seven similarities between business and dating that we want to share today. We're not even going to do our normal accountability because we're kind of crunched on time today but we wanted to make sure that we uh, provided this conversation uh, we thank you for being engaged thank you for your comments if there are any other comments go ahead and share those now let us know what you thought about today's conversation we're always here at 6 p.m central standard time 4 p.m uh, Pacific time, but we were a little bit late today due to some unforeseen circumstances, but we definitely wanted to keep going and keep pressing. And we hope that you got something out of this. Those of you who are entrepreneurs, small business owners, or even if you're in dating, I think these are some great tips that you can take into both situations uh, that will uh, be beneficial for you. Any final words, AJ? Uh, my final words would be don't jump steps. <laughs> because it'll always cost you. And I think it's in business or in dating, right? Don't go for the, don't present the offer before you've done the, the three steps before that. 
because obviously it can end up bad. And the same thing in business, you know, uh, I've gotten customers in a day or two and they were some of the worst customer, like, you know, had one, one, one hour conversation with them. They were excited. I you know, I obviously wanted to make the money. So I send them the invoice, they do this. And then all of a sudden it's the worst customer relationship that I've ever had. And I think it happens in both arenas. So don't skip steps. I'm not saying you have to spend forever on each step, but don't skip steps. Awesome. How can people find out more about you and um, connect with you? Yeah. Uh, so you can find me everywhere online at Coach AJ Lou, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, uh, CoachAJLou.com. And if you go to CoachAJLou.com, I do have a free uh, marketing checklist for you as well as a uh, training, a webinar on uh, generating leads in a, this whole attraction process. So you can check that out all out at CoachAJLou.com. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And I can be reached at MarkeithBrayton.com. And all you have to do if you have a desire to schedule your discovery session so that we can help you to maximize and monetize your personal brand so that it impacts your income and your lifestyle, all you have to do is go to that website, click on the Contact Me page, and there you'll be able to uh, schedule you a discovery session where we can have a talk a little bit further intimate conversation to learn more about how we can help you address your needs as it pertains to your personal brand. And I would love for you to be a part of my weekly uh, email list and uh, notifications. All you have to do is to text the keyword brand me text the keyword brand me all one word to seven seven two 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 that's brand me to seven seven two 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 that will add you to my email list so that you'll be notified when we have things like this going on different workshops going on and opportunities where you can work with us in one of our three brand maximization programs so we appreciate you joining us today and just remember this always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded take care